Stand clear of the closing doors, please. What up, son? What up? Louis Max, Grind and Pivot. Happy and healthy new year. Let's get 2021 started. Before cardboard fans showed up, Aziz Ansari and Master of None invaded the world's most famous arena, and we were invited to the party. For more unique sports stories, hit up at Man vs. Ball. Actually, I'm pretending to be a Knicks fan for Aziz Ansari's Master of None. Fortunately, I own a Knicks jersey, a vintage Anthony Mason, which is my ticket. I'm psyched. It's not every day that I get to work at an empty, peaceful Madison Square Garden. As usual, the evening before the shoot, I call castings recording for instructions. The recorded message warns us to not bring any weapons, illegal substances, babies, or animals. If I hadn't been warned, I was planning on bringing my friend's German Shepherd, an infant, as well as some potent marijuana. I report to the garden, the self-proclaimed world's most famous arena, on time, just before 8.30 in the morning. If you're so famous, why must you say it? I don't get any special treatment with security. I get stroked with a wand and take the elevator down to the garden's basement, where I walk past hockey goals and folded basketball hoops. I check in with production. Already, lots of background are lounging about on fold-out chairs. Earlier this morning, they shot a scene in the luxury boxes with extras posing as VIPs. I'm just a regular Joe Blow Knicks fan. Wardrobe greenlights my three outfits, and they request that I wear my striped orange and blue, yes, Knicks colors, polo, which was abandoned on a discount rack and rescued by my dad. I've never worn it because it looks so damn odd. If the Knicks had a zebra as a mascot, I'd be in business. Yes, I brought along my Mason jersey, but wardrobe tells me to use it for my third change. Mace will probably get no burn today. It's extremely doubtful that we'll get to a second or third change, because production only has the garden for a few hours and must be completely out by two in the afternoon or risk a fine. As I wait on a fold-out chair with the other extras in the garden's basement, I observe a friendly man handing out business cards. When he's not being an extra, this man is a Tupac Shakur tribute act. There's one small problem with his product. Besides the bandana, he doesn't resemble Tupac. Not long after, wardrobe separates the extras into three lines so they can carefully examine us. In production speak, this is what's referred to as a lineup. Wardrobe wants to confirm that we're camera ready or not. A production assistant couples me up with a stylish Asian woman dressed in all black. The made-for-TV couple next to us immediately start discussing their imaginary relationship history. And that's my partner's cue. You purchased me online, Lucy abruptly declares, refusing to look at me. I'm annoyed. Lucy's saying she's a prostitute and that I paid for her. Newsflash for Lucy, I'm the Richard Gare, but you're definitely not Julia Roberts. I refuse to engage in this fantasy and I play the only card I have. I don't reply, not a syllable. Apparently, after a few silent moments, Lucy gets the hint. We met on Tinder, she finally says. I'll work with that scenario. We enter the empty garden. My fake Tinder date and I are placed in about the fifth row. Production has its work cut out for it as far as creating a crowd. 
They have to somehow make our meager group of 60 look like 20,000. And they must shoot two and a half to three pages of dialogue in about two hours. This amount of material usually takes at least twice that time. Meanwhile, Lucy and I have evolved to tedious, albeit evasive small talk. I am certain about one thing regarding Lucy. She doesn't want me to know her age. I'm not complaining. At least the back and forth is cordial. Just as we're finding a rhythm, a production assistant orders me to sit up front or I'll be close to Aziz. I don't want to be. I'd rather be with quirky Lucy. But of course, I have no choice. Just before the director yells action, a crew member points at me. My heart sinks. I knew my zebra polo looked odd. It's not that. Production will not proceed with my socks. Apparently, they're too short and the camera is picking up too much leg, which is apparently a distraction. Of course, if I had been sitting up in the stands with Lucy, this wouldn't have been a problem. I'm a bad extra. Wardrobe rushes to get me some long gray socks and I hustle them on. With the socks on, shooting may commence. We do the scene. Aziz is courtside with his friend, a character actor whom everyone recognizes, but no one knows by name. He might have played the father of the bride in the movie Working Girl, but I can't be certain. The actors pretend to watch a basketball game, which is not a game at all. Production has suited up four oversized black extras and a relatively small white referee, and they run up and down the court as dialogue is spoken by the actors. No one dribbles or shoots the ball. The noise would interfere with the dialogue. At one point in the scene, Aziz orders nachos, but a young boy intercepts them. When Aziz confronts the kid, he learns that the kid is there alone. This is the crux of the scene. Why is a young kid at a Knicks game alone? Between takes, the director and Aziz give direction to the child actor and the muscular, dark-haired man playing the garden security guard, who also looks familiar. I can't hear what they're saying for the most part. However, I do make out that Aziz and the director tell the security guard to say the lines as he did during his audition. I make a note for future reference. We run through the scene a few times. Nick's players and coaches, none of whom I recognize, quietly sit across from us, off camera, and of course watch the action. I pretend to slurp a soda, courtesy of props, and mime conversation with a businessman type who's holding chicken fingers. Businessman is Russian. There seems to be an inordinate number of Russian extras. We watch the five men run down the court as if it's an actual game and mime cheering. Crowd noise will be dubbed in later. As much as I want to, I don't watch Aziz and other actors interact. Then, unexpectedly, there are some murmurs from the rafters. Nope, it's not part of the scene. Someone forgot to tell the world's most famous arena's tour department that we're shooting a television show. Production will be out in time, just before one it's a rat. We quietly single out of the arena for dismissal. No, I will not watch my scene. In that way, I'm like Adam Driver from Girls, who doesn't watch his work either. What's done is done. There will be no do-over. Thanks so much for listening. Please smash the like button, subscribe, and follow us on social media at Grind and Pivot. And we welcome any and all comments. Shout out to the crew behind the scenes. Couldn't do it without you. Dorothy Goldstein, John Hart, Ian Litovich, Russ McMahon, and Spur Digital Media. Stay safe, stay well, peace.